0: In Georgia, Popeye's employees attack a woman in a drive-thru. In Maryland, an investigation into the murder of a woman found on a hiking trail receives over 100 tips. And in Virginia, the last words uttered by a six-year-old after he shot his first-grade teacher are revealed. These stories and more coming at you today, Friday, August 11th on Real Life Real Crime Daily, and I'm Jim Chapman. Nah, I'm Woody Everton.
1: And I'm Mike Agavino. Happy Friday, fellas.
2: Friday, Friday.
1: What up? Friday, Friday. And what would a Friday show be if it didn't start off with a couple? Corrections. A couple of corrections and retractions. Right. by Mike. Which means. Because me and
0: Woody's stories are accurate, accurate and on the money. And good. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All corrections and retractions, as you, you guys know, know be us, as you guys and know, go through the board, and they You're are not, they are not focused on any particular individual or individuals on the show. Yeah, they are just okay. simply an audit of what goes on here in the comes, show. And uh, a number of you wrote in concerned and confused yesterday as to why Jim <laughs> would do a story involving an otter when everyone understood that Woody <laughs> oh, was the show's God, otter expert.
0: We already covered that.
1: Okay, it's not <laughs> it's not your fault if you were confused. It was a selfish act on Jim's part <laughs> to steal, to steal the story away from Woody, but in reaction, we held a special meeting of the Board's Species and Regions Subcommittee to resolve the matter, and it was determined and voted on and now officially becomes a bylaw that species are broken out as follows. Woody has otters, walruses, elephant seals, and seagoing mammals, including whales, dolphin, and manatees. Mike is exclusively sharks of all varieties. Jim has all other seagoing creatures, such as fish, other than sharks, lobster, crab, octopus, <laughs> squid, eel, and others. It was also determined that species trumps region, meaning (laughs) meaning even though Jim is the Southeast Asia correspondent, if there if there becomes a story about a walrus attack in the Philippines, that story would belong to Woody, not Jim, since it's Woody's species and species trumps geolocation. A full list of all territories and species is not available to the public, but can be accessed by request made in writing to the board. Okay. Thank you. Those are this okay. week's
2: corrections. Okay, so that board meeting evidently was you yourself and you. <laughs> He's laughing his ass off. So, now this we're going to take a vote, Jim. You want to put him on probation? Yes. Yes. You're now on probation. No, no, on no, probation. no, no. no. Oh, yeah. no, no never, I didn't no, no, say no, no. double secret probation. Yes, no, no, no. It, Dave. If, if you argue with you going to get double secret probation. Board,
1: this is the show. You can go outside and have a separate board meeting later by yourself. You too, if you like. <laughs> But, you but, had one by yourself. But this is the show, so you cannot you cannot have a board sidebar on the show. Okay, well, we might jump. We gotta, well, we what, is your, what is your objection to those rules? They just simply clarify the I, species the, you're focused on. It's not on. the
2: objection to the rules. You said it was a board meeting, and we weren't included in that board meeting.
1: I had a quorum. <laughs> a quorum of one. <laughs> That's a great quorum. Friday, <laughs> right. Fridays and summer months, you can <laughs> have a quorum. Love yeah.
2: it. Uh, yeah, that's in the bylaws It is in the right? bylaws. All right. So really let's the get to some true crime time for Friday.
0: All right. And a jury has convicted a 51-year-old motorcycle gang member this week of killing a 33-year-old several years ago and leaving his body in a crypt. Uh-oh. Michael DeMauro was found guilty of first-degree murder, conspiracy, abuse of a corpse, and other firearms-related charges in connection with the death of David Rossilio. He will be sentenced to life in prison without parole, and the jury reached that verdict in just seven hours. Rossilio, who was last seen alive in December of 2017, wanted to join the Warlocks, a motorcycle gang that DeMauro belonged to. The two men met at the Mount Moriah Cemetery in Southwest Philly with the assistance of a co-conspirator who served on the cemetery's nonprofit board. Then DeMoro shot Rosilio multiple times, tied a rope around his neck, and dragged his body to a crypt using a vehicle before prying open the crypt and dropping his body inside.
2: Pretty good place to hide a body. Yeah.
0: Two witnesses reportedly corroborated the story. Rosilio's body was discovered in the crypt in August of 2020, along with the remains of 36-year-old Keith Palumbo. Man, these are a lot of Italian guys. Uh, Officials arrested Demorio in September of 2020, along with co-conspirator Michael DeLucia, (laughs) who pled guilty, a lot of Italians, to killing Palumbo. Three other people (laughs) reportedly pled guilty to helping get rid of the bodies. District Attorney Larry Krasner said, We are committed to bringing justice in cold cases like this. I believe these convictions should send a message to any person who think they can murder others and hide the evidence of their heinous crimes. I'll tell you what, that's a pretty good place to hide them, though. Uh,
2: You know. uh, Nobody that's Probably the crypt is airtight uh, and nobody's going to think about a smell coming uh, out.
1: I've got to give. Props, really. To you Jim there. He has Holy come. Cow, that's I, I'm, I, are you I, I, feeling okay? I had a flashback <laughs> to our attempted "Son of Sam" episode, yeah. where I was in Italian name hell with you two. Yeah. Mm. You got you you nailed like five different Italian last names. There. Not too bad. It wow. Good. Then. Oh, Not but, too um, bad. You might be ready. a Stone. You might Rosetta be ready Stone. for some and, of my mother's and gravy.
2: He had some Hello <laughs> Fresh chicken parmesan last night. So he yeah. actually did. Oddly enough, maybe it's rolled and all yes. in there, right? So, well, interesting. And speaking of food, I'm going to tell you all a pretty good story. Um, people always like the way or mess with me, the way I say Popeye's. Uh, I'm going to take you to a Popeye's in Decatur, Georgia, which is facing a lawsuit after employees attacked a woman in the drive through lane. Apparently, things turned extra spicy in the drive-through lane at Popeyes after an incorrect order. I mean, one minute. When did they ever get your order correct?
1: Yeah, I mean, Uh, mean, your expectation should not be that it's going to be correct.
2: So, a customer was attacked for complaining that her order was incorrect. The attack left the victim bruised and missing a large chunk of her hair. Now, that hurts. I didn't even think I was going to make it back to my kids, said uh, Denitra Dawson. Dawson no longer loves that chicken from Popeye's after she describes it as a brutal attack in the drive-thru at the hands of restaurant employees. I simply went to get food for my kids. I still don't understand why me, she said. According to the lawsuit file Friday, Dawson says the fast food frenzy happened after a problem in her Popeye's order. She says when she tried to get it fixed— Words were exchanged, and one of the employees opened up her passenger-side car door and entered her vehicle. Oh, my Mm -hmm. God. The employee jumps into her car and begins to attack her, said Davis, who's an attorney on the case uh, that filed the suit. Dawson says three employees were involved in the attack. She claims the only way she could get them to stop was by pulling out a gun. She then called Atlanta police. According to an incident report, two people were charged with battery, uh, Tennis and Taylor, and a minor. A third person identified as uh, Tanister Evans was charged with misdemeanor obstruction officer. And they ripped out the braid out of her hair all the way down to the roots, Davis said. None of that hurts. They took my identity. I take pride in my hair. <laughs> I can't get certain
1: hairstyles, <laughs> that Dawson said. Like her hair was her identity? <laughs> yeah,
2: her, well, ripped out to the root. Oh, my God. Say. Dawson says the incident left her not only with physical scars, but emotional ones also. She is not only suing the people who allegedly attacked her, but also the company that owns this restaurant, Davis alleged that the restaurant's manager had had a documented criminal past involving violent acts, arguing that Popeye's showed negligence by hiring the individual and not conducting proper background background checks. This incident is an outrageous example of Popeye's failure to prioritize customer safety and well-being, Davis said. By hiring a manager with a history of violence, Popeye's exhibited a reckless disregard for the safety of their patrons. Sounds like he just wants some money. The manager and two employees exited Popeye's and violently attacked her inside of her car. We are resolute in our commitment to holding the restaurant accountable for their actions and seeking justice for our clients. Popeye's really released a statement y'all and said, they said, We have absolutely no tolerance for violence of any kind of Popeye's restaurants. The franchise of this restaurant confirmed the incident and the employees involved were immediately terminated. And, of course, they can't share more details because it's a lawsuit, right?
1: Now, they have... Cameras there. Oh, don't even start
2: it on that shit. Um, what was the name of my episode? Happening Popeyes uh, here. And Walker. And Walker. Yeah. And the dude went in, shot his wife who was working behind the counter, and didn't kill her. So he chased her through the door, uh, into the back door, basically cut her head off. And uh, and of course I got the confession out of him, but I lied to him and said, yeah, and the instead of the cameras were working, and the freaking cameras weren't working.
1: I mean Popeyes.
2: No. The camera's got to work, man.
1: Well, uh, first of all, I mean these uh, <laughs> these personal injury attorneys. I oh, mean, yeah. yeah. Well, the I worst know. thing that happened to her was she lost a clump of hair.
2: Yeah, but yeah, Bruh,
1: Let me. I don't you I don't have that much personally hair personally left, and Jim has
2: none. But <laughs> it, if if I pull the a hunk of your hair out to the
1: roots, you you oh, deserve okay. a check. Okay, but. You have to prove damages, right? Well, shit, you got it. Okay, you got so a what? Spot. What are those? So let's assume they screwed up a, a four-piece meal here, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know what's that? Ten bucks, maybe yeah. the four. And then, however, this fight got going.
2: I mean, the I, lady complained her order was wrong, yeah. and they came out, opened her car and door just beat and the and shit, her beat her shit out of her because her order
1: was wrong. Yeah. And we're buying it. The, let's and say that compl- that's somehow this the real story. Right. What right. are the what are the damages? Can you get thousand dollars for
2: that? You entered my car and beat the shit out of me. They
1: didn't Beat the shit out of me. Well, you
2: pulled oh, my, my hair God. out. I mean, I, I don't
1: know. I don't. I, I, would, outfit, I would love right? to see what they actually yeah, they get, they settle for some, and get there. I are going to get some money. money but there'll be an NDA. That is like
2: crazy. Yeah. Oh, Popeyes, love that chicken. Well, Popeyes. this
1: story. Uh, Takes me back to our virginal days of this show, because I think it was our very first week, or maybe it was our about, second week. About eight months ago now. And we could not believe that a first grade yes. student yes. would bring, would be yes. able to get a gun and bring a gun into a school and then actually six year old shoot his teacher. Six year old. Six year old. And so now we're getting, uh, we're getting some details we didn't have earlier because uh, some warrants have been unsealed. And they reveal the shocking words the six-year-old student uttered after brandishing a gun at school and shooting his teacher in the classroom. He said, I shot that bitch dead. Yep read that last night. Six-year-old. I shot that bitch dead. He said it just moments after the shooting, according to Amy Kovac, who is a reading specialist at Rich Neck Elementary in Newport News, Virginia. Kovac rushed into the classroom afterward and restrained the child until the police arrived. The unsealed warrants described how Kovac had heard a gunshot and witnessed several children running out of the classroom. 25-year-old Abigail Zwerner, who, uh, this is the teacher, also dashed out, bleeding from the hand and upper torso before she collapsed in the front office and was rushed to the hospital. The warrant says Kovac went into the classroom where she found the boy standing by his desk with the gun next to him on the floor. I did it, the boy said, according to Kovac. I got my mom's gun last night. Oh. I got my mom's gun last night and and I shot that bitch dead. Earlier in the day, two students had told Kovac they saw the boy with a gun in his backpack. Mm. Kovac and a school administrator are said to have searched, and we talked about this a lot back then, are said to have searched the student's backpack at recess but did not find the firearm inside at that time. Zverner's legal team filed a $40 million lawsuit against the school board and certain administrators back in April. Her lawyers contend that several school employees, including Sverner herself, had warned administration about this kid before the shooting unfolded. When interviewed at the hospital after the shooting, she told investigators she had separated her first-grade class into two groups after recess for a reading activity when the boy pulled out the gun. What are you doing with that, she said, right before the boy fired the shot at her. The warrant says Werner told investigators there had been multiple disciplinary incidents involving the same student leading up to the shooting. They involved physical violence and threats of violence which had been reported to school administrators and nothing had been done which is why Zverner is uh, going to be very wealthy and, and as a re- result you
2: of You remember a if you remember the mom got arrested yeah, after, after the fact yeah. after the fact
0: while well, we go from one update to another with an update on the story we brought to you just a couple of episodes ago regarding the gun thefts in Louisiana yeah, at, the, yeah, at, um, at the gun store appears, in yeah. Ascension Parish. Yeah. Two men have been arrested in connection to that burglary in Ascension Parish. The U.S. Marshal's Middle Louisiana Fugitive Task Force, with the help of the Sheriff's Office. Located and arrested Daryl Morris, Jr. He's 22, of convent at a housing complex along Highland Road in Baton Rouge Mm -hmm. around 10.15 p.m. Tuesday, August 8th, the St. Charles Sheriff's Office helped find and arrest Quindell Jones, 18. That's a a wide
2: geographical area, too, between Baton Rouge and St. Charles. Absolutely.
0: Also, uh, Also of convent. At an apartment on Ormond Boulevard in Destrehan on Monday, August 7th. According to law enforcement Morris Jr. and Jones, who were wanted on several charges stemming from their involvement in the burglary of bear's guns uh, in Prairieville on Monday, July 31st, an official said Morris was booked into the EBR Parish prison. He'll be transported to the Ascension Parish jail on a slew of charges. Jones was booked into the St. Charles Parish Jail, and he's also going to be transported to the Ascension Parish Jail. Detectives with the sheriff's office are leading the investigation in Ascension Parish, and they still have three more to go. I'm sure they're going to get some. Yeah,
2: uh, they're going to get these these men, idiots, talking. uh, They said it's definitely gang-related. I read that yeah. last night. Yeah, uh, they tied it back to them being tied to some gangs. I also right. saw another one. Uh, I think it was in Florida. Or so. the same thing. It just happened yesterday. Mm-hmm. Same M O. They go in and hit a gun store like that. Uh, so maybe it's copycats. I don't know. Maybe Did they so. recover?
1: Uh, they recovering the weapons from from no, the they, Seriously,
0: no. they haven't. They, they, uh, haven't uh, said they haven't recovered any yet that I've I've seen. But uh, whether they will, whether they've unloaded them already, is still yet to be
1: determined. I wonder how they, how they found those two. You think?
2: Mm, I don't know. Maybe yeah, tips. Maybe they left some DNA on the counter or something. I don't know.
1: Yeah, probably tips.
2: And tips yeah, from, from I'm, tip, I'm sure somebody call it, calls yeah, it. Yeah. Hey, uh, I think I just seen
0: Daryl running yeah, down the road. Right, right. You know, somebody, yeah, look, there's always an enemy out there. Right, right. And that enemy from childhood sees you in Destrahan. Yeah. Let me
2: call the a po-po. There you go. I'm going to get that right. Crime Stoppers money.
1: The world has become a smaller place, and people are traveling more freely between countries than ever before. And companies are doing more business outside of their home countries than ever before. The geniuses at Rosetta Stone saw this trend beginning to develop years ago, and have dedicated decades toward researching and refining the best and most efficient way to teach someone a new language.
0: Rosetta Stone has been one of our most loyal sponsors here at Real Life, Real Crime, and The Daily Show, and that's because many of you out there have trusted Rosetta Stone to prepare you for everything from a family reunion to a -a once-in-a-lifetime trip to a business trip in a faraway country. Rosetta Stone is the
2: most trusted language learning program in the galaxy. Rosetta Stone's been there for us with a great product at a great price. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert in language learning for 30 years with millions of users. Rosetta Stone's intuitive process helps you pick up a new language naturally so you retain what you learn, and their true accent speech recognition feature is like having a personal trainer.
1: So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, real life, real crime, and The Daily Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50%
0: off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, today. Au
2: revoir. Yes. Listen to this, y'all. Now, here we go. Now, you—we've done a couple stories lately involving animals uh, attacking people, like my lot of story that Mike says Jim stole the other day. Uh, so let's be- I-
1: not <laughs> let's not revisit that. The board has straightened the whole thing out, and so I became
2: know. curious. So I sent the I team off to dig in the RL for daily, y'all archives to find some cases where animals themselves were used as a murder weapon. And I think you find this old Hollywood murder story interesting. So in Los Angeles, a man named Raymond Lizenba, better known as Rattlesnake James, acquired a pair of rattlesnakes from an exotic pet dealer, but lethal and lightning, as they were named, were not meant to be family pets. Seems James and his wife Mary's Marriage were on the rocks, and James wanted out. Divorce was complicated in those days, so he opted for Plan B. Uh, Divorce is complicated every day still to this day, but he chose a different route, y'all. He concocted a plan to cash in on a hefty life insurance policy he had taken out on Mary, who also happened to be pregnant at the time. James was concerned his plan was too big to execute alone, so he solicited the help of his friend Charles Hope. He would live to regret that decision. James and Charles gagged Mary and tied her to a chair in the kitchen table, and then they forced her left foot inside a box containing lethal and lightning, right? Ugh. And the two snakes were happy to do their job. Although the Rattlers bit her three times, The venom did not prove lethal enough to kill her. Wow, you know that hurt. With Mary still breathing the next morning, Rattlesnake decided to finish the job by drowning her in the bathtub. Mary's body was discovered two days later next to a fish pond behind the house, and her death was declared an accidental drowning. Months after the death, Rattlesnake buddy Charles Hope decided he deserved a larger share of the insurance settlement than he and Rattlesnake had originally agreed upon, which was seventy-five, twenty-five, and he wanted it to be fifty-fifty. Rattlesnake was not going to be blackmailed and told Hope to go to hell. Instead, Hope decided he'd go to the police. Oh God! The police had Mary's body exhumed, and a thorough autopsy was conducted. They should have gone to parish forensics. Um, third, auto- A thorough autopsy was conducted revealing three sets of fang bite marks on the lower leg and foot matching hope statements. James was convicted of first remurder murder and sentenced to death. Shout out to them for that. And on May 1st, 1942, Rattlesnake James became the last person executed by a hang in California. Wow. Pretty good story, right? It's a great story. Yeah. The, uh, what an idiot, though. What an idiot. You're right. The. I don't know, bro. That's pretty twisted. That's one of the,
1: yeah, especially the she's pregnant, pregnant. She's pregnant. Yeah. I mean,
2: I would assume it was his kid, but uh, uh, maybe not.
1: And Superboy. the decision to bring two you know, snakes, you, you better make sure your pal is your pal. Yeah, yeah that's, and, there's no honor among you know, these. Uh, that's just me and Jim. But <laughs> that's right. You know when when he was Mike, you fuck when he was given, <laughs> when he was given the. You know, I pick up so many things when I listen back I, um, to the show. Like too. shit you guys say behind my back that I don't hear. When <laughs> I, I know back. it just happened. It didn't go behind my back because it happened in front of me, but I was talking, so <laughs> I, I, I didn't hear it. I so I will hear it back later, and I'm going to go F you to both of you I right know, now because I, I know you just did something yeah, nasty, you hearts, and I, I didn't get to hear But you either renegotiate with the guy – or you take him out yeah. at that point. You so, don't leave him. Although, I mean, he had to get some jail time.
2: He should have um, took um, him out. Um, I'm and sure. When Jim and did. I take you out, we're going to get a cup of Jerry on your life insurance. <laughs>
1: my God. It, it, won't, it won't be hard this week to get her to, get her to be it's part it, of that it. group.
2: I, I hope she had a happy birthday. Oh,
1: yeah. She did have a
2: happy birthday.
1: You guys right. remember the NFL quarterback... John Kitna, that played yeah, yeah, yeah. for yep. the Seahawks. I think mean, he, yeah. he played for the Bengals, yeah. too, didn't he? He played
2: for the Seahawks. Seahawks
1: for sure. I don't know if he played for the. Bra- he played for the. Ba- I think he took the Bengals to the playoffs. Oh, I the Bengals! Think they, That's I think they thinking, had a pretty yeah. good yeah. Uh, a pretty good year with him. Uh, his yeah, son is a quarterback at uh, University of Florida. So, his son's really? a SEC Lincoln. quarterback who got uh, uh, brought up on child pornography charges mm-hmm. uh, some months back and. And uh, uh, the story, I think, for for the young Kitna has a uh, has a positive ending here. So Jalen Kitna, the son, uh, now a former University of Florida quarterback, is speaking out after charges were dropped against him in this highly publicized felony child pornography case. Kitna is the son of longtime NFL quarterback John Kitna, as I said. Uh, Good-looking kid. You can see his father in him and a big guy. His father was a big guy too. In November, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children provided a tip to to Gainesville Police that a Discord user, that's uh, an app, uh, distributed an image of child sexual abuse material through their platform. Gainesville Police found two images that were shared via Discord by KITNA. Detective Donna Montague questioned Kitna at the time, who told her he believed the images were, quote, legal, but that he realized he should not have shared them based on their reaction from the other Discord user that he shared them with. Kitna was then taken into custody on two counts of distribution of child exploitation material and three counts of possession of child pornography. Then in early July, it was suddenly announced that a plea agreement had been reached, The agreement was that KITNA would serve one year of probation, but was not required to register as a sex offender. So quite obviously, the case against KITNA Kitna could not have been very strong. KITNA said they told me an image I shared online was potentially of an underage female. I was shocked because I found it on an easily accessible legal site, and I was never looking for illegal material. The photo included only a portion of the female body. I had no reason to believe the photo might be illegal. Kitten added that he hopes, quote, uh, to move forward to pursue a college degree, continue his football career, and his life now as a 20-year-old. He went on to encourage others to avoid the pitfalls of naive technology use. The misdemeanor plea of no contest was not an admission of guilt And it was not it was never adjudicated by a court, meaning there was no conviction. The police have returned all of his devices because they contain no illegal material. The University of Florida has lifted the campus ban imposed during this investigation. I understand that there are many who will never get past the original headlines. But for those who want to look at this objectively, I hope this will provide details to see the truth. This really sounds like Kitna shared a picture of a 17-year-old. He believed to be an adult, and police became convinced by preliminary evidence that Kitna was a child sexual offender. Publicity was larger than it would normally be because of the high profile of the accused. The investigation concluded that this was an isolated and accidental incident. Accidental or not, there was a crime committed, so police chose this course of action to mitigate any embarrassment on their end and also to avoid litigation with Kitna. So – so, I guess he emerges with his reputation the, almost intact.
2: Of. The the only thing that's the only thing that's incorrect in that whole thing is no contest is an admission of guilt, but you just can't be sued for it civilly. That's the only difference between no contest and a guilty plea. They, if you you plead no contest, it's saying yeah I'm guilty, but I'm I'm not gonna yeah I'm not like contesting. Civil. I'm not gonna let you hit me. Freely with civil liability, right? Right. But yeah, I mean,
1: well, okay, so technically, it was a crime, which is why that's there because she was seventeen, right? But their investigation found he had no reason to believe she was seventeen. She did not present herself that way, and there was nothing else. There was no other history of
2: any serial or uh,
1: uh,
2: pedophile or
1: whatever. And so, I mean, I think I think the kid will. Get a break. He's got a good well, he's got some. a good name and he's and, good uh, enough. There's a
2: hell of a lot more NFL players that have done worse than share a picture of a seventeen year old.
1: That be
2: true.
0: All right. We're gonna bring you to Maryland
2: in a huge story
0: The story is
2: absolutely fascinating.
0: It's amazing. One of the best stories probably we've <laughs> ever covered. Real life this is a, a, a shot of Mike because Mike, Mike didn't
1: think
2: much of the
0: story.
1: <laughs> actually, actually. It's not. a big story. Huge story. Biggest story in the country. It, I
2: want, it's yeah. enormous. I want to- it's has I've been following it since the concept, but go ahead.
0: So let's get into it. Ten investigators are working around the clock on the case of Rachel Moran, the 37-year-old mother of five whose body was found near a Bel Air nature trail on Sunday. Hartford County Sheriff Jeff Gaylor said all of this on Wednesday in a press conference, that investigators are scouring every detail of the days, hours, minutes, and seconds before Rachel died in order to put together pieces of a comprehensive timeline. Now, more than 100 tips have been sent in to investigators, including some that have been promising and tremendous in advancing that investigation. This also, according to Gaylor, investigators have spoken to Morin's boyfriend, Richard Tobin, as well as many other people close to Rachel. Now, for those that may be unfamiliar Rachel Morin left her home on Saturday, August 5th at approximately 6 p.m. to hike what's known as the Ma and Pa Trail in the Bel Air uh, area of Maryland. Her family became concerned when she did not return, and her boyfriend reported her missing around 11.20 p.m. that day. During an initial search of the area, Gaylor said deputies located Morin's vehicle parked near the trail. The vehicle has since been towed and will be processed for evidence. Sheriff's deputies fanned out across the trail on Saturday evening and Sunday morning, and on Sunday, August sixth, shortly after one p.m., a citizen reported uh, is reported to call having called nine one one to report finding her body off the trail. Investigators believe Moran was killed sometime while she was on the trail on August fifth between 6 p.m. and when her body was found. The sheriff's office has declined to say exactly where Moran's body was found or what sort of injuries uh, she sustained, but said that her death was clearly a homicide. This was an intentional taking of a person's life, Gaylor said Wednesday, and they are going to hold the details close to their vest to help ensure That a suspect was brought to justice. Morin's killing has drawn international attention with media outlets around the globe sharing her story. And after numerous people on social media expressed their suspicions of Tobin, he took to Facebook to declare his innocence. That's the boyfriend. Tobin wrote that he loved Morin and would do anything, uh, would never do anything to her. Tobin acknowledged that he had a criminal record, which he attributed to a past drug problem I have also uh, had 15 months clean and have changed it as, as a person, he wrote on Facebook. In his video address, Gaylor assured residents in the area that his office was taking many steps to ensure the trail is safe, including maintaining a heavy presence of deputies patrolling by foot and ATV. He also urged the public to continue sharing tips, even though they may seem inconsequential Together we will solve this crime and find the uh, heinous coward who took her life
2: and bring them to justice. Wasn't she found nude? Yes. Okay. Well, that's going to be very interesting. Uh, and, you know, I first saw it last week and in, you know, blonde. You figure it would have caught fire, more fire than that. And, you know, the blonde, but, but the being an attractive blonde, but the mother of five. Right and in Mm -hmm. uh, then being found nude on the on the hiking trail, somebody's ass in trouble. Now that it's got and the attention on that case now, yeah, Yeah, the attention is is yeah. It's sad that other cases don't get as much attention. I know it's lookism or whatever, but uh, uh, nothing sells like sex and murder. Right? Uh, um, right. Interesting to see what's going to come out of that.
1: You you guys are or are not thinking the boyfriend was.
2: In mm, right. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I that's the first ways. person
1: you look at for sure. I, go both I,
2: ways, I, especially I don't with have a, enough information, criminal really. history and all that. But the, then, then the fact that she's found nude on a trail, it, it, I mean, that's going to turn on an autopsy and everything else, but the, it, it, like, it could have been a rapist. I mean, she hiked and stuff. So it could have been somebody that was seen her. I mean, tracked a female. Right. And, um, uh, Someone could have been following her. Could have been following her. All right. So y'all let's go to another story. All right. Now I don't know how I got proved to be the teller of the story. And you'll understand in a minute. A mom who has refused to cooperate with cops into the disappearance, disappearance of her five-year-old daughter has been jailed on other charges. Jordan Bowers, the mother of missing five-year-old, Oakley Carlson was jailed for 43 months Monday in Montecenao, Washington, Washington. The sentencing comes as authorities struggle to locate the little girl last seen back in February of 2021. Her disappearance wasn't reported until her house burned down in December 2021, with Bowers allegedly telling her other daughter that Oakley had been eaten by wolves. I don't know who's the wolf correspondent, but evidently it's me because I am the wolf. I I used to be anyway. According to authorities, Bowers created four credit card accounts after stealing the personal information of friends and family members. She then used her credit cards to rack up more than $40,000 in charges at Walmart, on eBay, and even withdrawing cash to gamble at a casino. Three of the fraudulent cards were discovered clogging a toilet, when the authorities conducted a search of her hotel room while looking for her missing daughter, Oakley Carlson. Bowers was arrested on on ID theft charges just minutes after she was released from prison for endangering the welfare of her other children with meth, a crime for which her husband and Oakley's father, Andrew Carlson, was also convicted. The mother and father continue to be the prime suspects in the disappearance of the little girl and no trace of whom has ever been found. Oakley was barely five years old when she went missing. She has not been seen since February 2021, and the detect- detectives say Bowers and Andrew Carlson have not been cooperative in the investigation. While Bowers will serve out her sentence for identity theft, Andrew has been released following his child endanger- endangerment sentence, and Oakley's sister described disturbing incidents involving the missing girl who was allegedly locked in a cell under the stairs. She claims that Oakley was beaten after using her mother's torch to start a house fire. The missing girl's sister later told investigators that her mother had instructed her never to talk about Oakley and that she had gone out into the woods and had been eaten by wolves. When asked about Oakley's whereabouts, her parents told investigators that they had lost track of Oakley in late November of 2021, however, they did not file a police report until December of 2021, oh, which was 10 months after. Uh, they just lost track of her. Right. They they
1: figured you know she'd be coming back. Yeah, day.
2: but and get this that was, that was still 10 months after the last time anyone else had, had reports in Oakley alive.
1: So did how
2: the hell did, is this did, not make more national news? Did, than get. did
1: the girl start the fire? Did the Oakland? Well, that's,
2: that's what the sister said. But a mom's blowtorch. What mom? mom got a blowtorch? But obviously for. they didn't yeah. find Hitting that
1: glass meth dick. They, they obviously <laughs> didn't find her in the fire.
2: No, I mean shit, shit. They've reported eleven months. <laughs> I, they probably reported because they had to. Something was going down. Yeah, but I mean, on that baby. Too. Somebody kept asking questions. Is dead somewhere, and, well, and I, I can she, pretty much assure you she was not eaten by wolves.
1: And if she and her husband were in jail at the same time, shouldn't someone right. have been like responsible to be taking care of? Grandparents, yeah, ward exactly. of the
2: court or something. Yeah. I don't know. That man. is so. You know we're, effed gonna, up. we're gonna keep it keep update on that one because that's a whole lot more interesting. than Mike's story about the Auburn. God is ever. It ever. <laughs> John Kitna. Oh, no, no, he. I'm talking about this, this, this oh the long God, snapper from week. They,
1: they can't keep up with which one of their stories they want to tool on me about. They're tooling t- on me about separate you're stories. My sides
2: hurt. Hey, you, remember, you're on probation, or you will be after this. I am no, not. We're going I to go outside not, and not put you on probation. Double secret not probation. On probation. That you know of. That you know of. Two out of three. Your turn, sir. <laughs> See, these, these delays are going to get you on double secret probation. You're treading on thin ice, young man.
1: You know, this seriously, this is the first time I've actually legitimately had my feelings hurt. <laughs> well, then so I, I don't know, believe paying that. Paying for a second, y'all, to, <laughs> he's lying. He must not have <laughs> been paying attention. I need to, I need to gather myself for a moment because,
2: all right, um, moving along now. I love you, boy. I'm you gonna, know,
1: uh, I'm gonna shake up.
2: So uh, now we got him. It, now we got him concerned. He's no, and looking it's for the, a better story.
1: It's not. It's not better or worse. It's just not. It's, uh, did
2: you, you have something to do on the Auburn long snapper again? Because yeah. if you did, I, oh, you want me to get another? No, you an I, no, I, no, I don't. I, <laughs> on the biggest story
1: in the country. <laughs> what
2: country? Abaco, <laughs> uh, oh, Curacao, or where are they from? Turning did into bago. <laughs> The Sandals you, Beaches. Uh,
1: the amazing thing is that you two laugh at stuff you say that is completely incorrect. That is the number one story in the uh, world.
2: And no, the lady naked on the trail with five kids. Yes. By the way,
1: a woman with five kids. So, But, but that's right. not an attractive woman. That is a scary. Uh-huh. Oh, God. That is a scary.
2: Well, I'm leaving looks out of it. She was a naked lady found murdered. That's right. Yeah, no, it's, on a not, a, trail. it's not a.
1: Uh, it's with not five a, kids. it's not, I know. There's nothing nothing at all good about that.
2: Just like your stories. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I quit. I'm not going to mess with you anymore,
1: I promise. You can't. You can't. So, to illustrate the board's <laughs> ruling earlier today, Mike is going to do a story both from a region he covers, Australia, mm, right. and a breed that he covers, which is sharks.
2: Is there a crime involved?
1: There is absolutely a crime involved, and you are going to be blown away by this story. Let's go down under for a story that combines two of my favorite topics, murder and sharks. There you go. In the Australian fall of 2019, pre-COVID, a fisherman with connections to the Sydney Aquarium caught a large tiger shark off the coast. Instead of returning the shark to the ocean... He donated the shark to his friends at the Sydney aquarium. Mm. Tiger sharks, ones of this size, which is about fourteen feet, are very rarely kept in captivity. But Sydney is one of the rare aquarium facilities capable of actually handling one. The big fish drew crowds its first couple of days, but then it appeared to get sick.
2: Mm. The shark soup What's was all on. cocaine.
1: <laughs> the shark soon began freaking out thrashing back and forth like it was having some sort of seizure. That's when it opened its mouth and regurgitated a human arm. Right. Complete with a tattoo of two boxers duking it out really? on the arm. This was also, there was also a piece of rope tied around the wrist. Huh. All assumptions were that the shark had attacked and eaten the man, but when the authorities analyzed the arm, they realized it, had not been severed by a bite, but rather had been chopped off by a sharp-edged object. This wasn't the victim of a shark attack. Instead, they were the victim of a good old-fashioned murder.
2: And then cutting them up, huh?
1: So thanks to the tattoo and fingerprint analysis, officials determined that the arm belonged to a local boxer-turned-thug named Jim Smith and that the last person seen with Smith was a notorious forger by the name of Patrick Brady. The two were spotted playing cards one night a few weeks earlier, but Smith had not been seen since that card game. Hmm. According to a cab driver, he'd picked Brady up on the very same night and the man was quite nervous and refused to take his hand out of his pocket. The cab driver told the police that he dropped Brady off at the home of Reginald Holmes, a Sydney boat builder and sometimes drug smuggler. The word around town was that Holmes and Smith were involved in an insurance scam. And afterward, Smith had tried to blackmail Holmes. The police believed Holmes called for the hit on Smith and asked Brady to take care of it. After allegedly killing the boxer, Brady supposedly chopped up his body, stuffed most of the corpse in a trunk and tossed the evidence into the sea. As for the lone arm after the cops arrested Brady, Holmes agreed to testify against the alleged murderer, claiming that Brady had actually shown up at his home with the arm in some macabre attempt to blackmail the businessman, after which he supposedly tossed it into the sea. However, Holmes never got a chance to testify at trial, as he was shot to death on the morning the trial was to begin. There you
2: go. Plot thickens.
1: Police, unable to connect Brady and Holmes' murder, were forced to... To clear him of all charges. After all, just because there was an arm inside of a shark doesn't mean there was necessarily a dead body, right? Not enough evidence. So that guy gets off,
2: and he, he for probably and he two got to murders. take out uh, his, his opponent, right? That, actually, very good.
1: Actually, shockingly, folks, Woody <laughs> just gave me a nod that he approved of that story. We'll see what he says. I'd it heard that. It that was
2: pretty good. I liked it. Interesting. I mean, Hopefully, they'll come back and catch uh, some more evidence on him. Yeah. Find the, yeah, the other boxer, one. The must have snuck him from behind.
0: That's right. That's right. Maybe an otter or you take that off. <laughs> <laughs> That's a
2: river otter. <laughs>
1: a 15 pound river otter. Just kidding. All right. Uh,
0: okay. You can now take off that belt. And move freely around the cabin. It is Mile High Crimes mile high. for Friday. And what are doing now? We're going to bring you all the way to Barcelona. 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 That's right. There's Barcelona. been a $9 million jewelry and cash heist Mm-mm. at the Barcelona airport. Police in Spain have arrested
1: two men who oh, they Oh, Jim say, is using one of my stories. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, an idiot? You're using a story from somebody like me? Ooh, ooh, ooh. That could no ruin your Colin. reputation. You better get a no different story. You be better use probation. a different story. You don't want to be associated this, it's mile high with my... On, so could, be,
0: could have been anywhere. <laughs> a good friend of mine used to say, even the sun shines on the dogs. <laughs> yeah. Every now and
1: then a blind Every squirrel finds an acorn. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's, right.
0: <laughs> that's right. So... The so, clock's right twice a day. <laughs> Police in Spain have arrested two men who they say stole more than $9 million worth of jewelry Not Jewish your geography cash. Either, by the way. <laughs> you going to let me do this story? No, but you f- feature,
1: feature Trump's geography. So the fact that it is— Trump? No, no. Not— Oh, feature not Donald Trump. Trump's geography. So the fact that it is your feature, mm-hmm. meaning uh, Mile High Crimes, allows you to do a story from Europe, even though normally you wouldn't be allowed <laughs> to do a story from Europe. I,
0: hell, I can't even do the story, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> police in Spain have arrested two men who they say stole more than $9 million worth of jewelry and cash from passengers at the Barcelona airport. Uh, police sub-investigator Francis Garcia said Friday that two men had stolen carry-on luggage from other passengers that contained the jewelry and cash. Man, you still a piece of luggage that got that much? You you scored, baby. Uh, Garcia said the men stole the bags on Wednesday and were captured doing so on the airport security cameras. Authorities were able to identify and track the two men and arrest them on Friday as they attempted to flee Barcelona in a car. Once police stopped them, they searched the trunk and found the stolen merchandise. The victims were Russian tourists who were catching a connecting flight to the airport, and some of the items stolen included watches, several rings, including a 47-carat ring worth nearly $5 wow. million with an M.
2: Wow. Dollars. That's what uh, Mike's got one twice that size. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's pretty, what he. That's, that's what he got Jerry banks. in for her birthday. Mike, that's can I borrow bad. that ring for? Uh, <laughs> uh, my doorknobs broke. I need. <laughs>
0: Video of the stolen items shared by the police in a video on social media also showed necklaces and other silver and gold jewelry. So they That's they scored crazy. on that one. You thought you were just getting underwear, but right. you ended yeah. up with a forty-seven <laughs> carat ring. Yeah, How about that for a mile Somebody, high crime Friday? Mile high. Somebody's
2: got one. Very. You can good. take yeah, off that belt now. and move freely around the cabin. Fridays are always fun for kinky crimes crimes crimes. for Fridays. Here we go, y'all. A skinny, dipping couple on vacation in Florida was busted for getting hot and heavy at the beach. Hey! Right? Tiana Marinville, 26, and her husband Alexandra, 27, were arrested Saturday afternoon for indecent exposure on a Florida beach. Police said they responded to outrage calls about the couple around 4 p.m. and found the wife completely naked. Hey. Several of the witnesses told officers they that. saw the couple have sex in the water, and they were roaming the shore naked. What about the jellyfish? I don't know. Well, it must not have had none that day. I may not. The, uh, I, don't, I don't know why this is on video. Everything else in the world is. Yeah. Tiana admitted to police that she entered the water topless but lost her bathing suit bottom on accident. Whoops. Whoops. Where did that go? Rip currents. Rip
1: your bottoms right off.
2: Right. Rip off them bottoms. Her husband then approached officers and argued about the legality of swimming nudes saying to police that, hey, we're all human. Damn
0: right. right? Look, right. I'm with him.
2: Let it let free Willie. Right. That's it. The couple claimed they didn't know that live. nudity at the beach was illegal because they were on vacation from Vermont. <laughs> yes. Right. In mean, Vermont.
0: It, we all run around right?
2: like that. I'm sure they did. Tapping the, trees. The weather's sort of,
1: a little rough for running around naked in Vermont. Yeah. yeah
2: somebody. Well, I mean, apparently they, know they ain't got a problem. Can, Maybe in Vermont they, it's they can get illegal. A floor of law book. The. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're full of shit. But anyway, they were they were arrested, y'all. <laughs> we're from y'all. Vermont. <laughs> yeah, we're from Vermont. Said
0: nobody we're ever Vermont. when they tried to get out of a
1: crime. <laughs> we're from Vermont. Actually, it's a, good, it's a good line, actually. <laughs> yeah, because no, nobody knows the law in Vermont yeah, right, except right. people
0: from Vermont. And we love our Vermont yeah, well, people. We, you we don't, don't want, have any Vermont people.
1: We used to call them woodchucks. We used to go up right. there skiing all the time, the locals. Yeah. You call them woodchucks. Really? <laughs> well,
2: I'm going to tell you what, they're okay. Because the Mega Million winners this week, who's now an instant billionaire is from Florida, and they're going to go him out for a $1,500 bond. Yep. Wish that That's was, right. Wish I was that dude. So that was, that was pretty good. Yeah.
0: Man. Hey, kinky crimes for five. Hey. For ain't nothing wrong
1: with a little skinny. That was dipping one guy year. got that $1.5 billion. 1.5
0: nothing wrong day. with a little skinny dipping.
1: Yes. That's
0: it. We were all born without clothes. That's right. FYI. That's right, F- except Mike. He was, <laughs> he was born in Tommy Hilfiger.
2: <laughs> <laughs> boy, we keep giving a, him a hard time, we were kicking the shit out of you today, man. <laughs> but you know what time it is, Mike? Let's make you smile, banjos,
1: banjos, and we got extended. a fiddle, man. We got a little Whoa. fiddle action in there I as well, Look at that, boy.
2: that murder. There
1: you go. That makes it all worthwhile.
0: Yes, it does.
1: Drive two hours at 5.30 in the morning. Get the have sh- two idiots give you shit for three hours. <laughs> just to get to banjos and fiddles. Here
2: it comes. Uh. do criminals.
1: King Let's go to Great Britain. Oh,
2: yes. right, hey, that's your area. That's my area. You have the right.
1: That's my area, and this is my guy, Justin Stansfield. Mm-hmm. Justin had been doing drugs for so many years. <laughs> Heroin, That's specifically. A way to start. That he'd lost all of his teeth. Yeah, well, that happens. Beth,
2: mouth, and shit.
1: But after a successful string of robberies, Justin had made enough money to pay for a fresh set of fitted dentures. There you go. Good for So you, he had some chompers. <laughs> Just a few days after getting his new chompers. Stansfield broke into a garage to steal some items to fund his next fix. Right. While in the garage, he saw a freezer mm-hmm. in the garage and opened the door of the freezer and what do you know, it was full of cold beer and popsicles.
2: Hey. That's a really cold beer. That's it. It's in a freezer. That's all I need. Right? I just roll in the fridge. I hope it He decided lay in it.
1: He decided what could it hurt to uh, partake to take a few minutes yeah. and, and check out the beers and the popsicles. So he removed his fake teeth to enjoy a couple of the popsicles. I guess them being new. I, I don't know. I, <laughs> it, maybe it feels different. Uh, he
2: was gumming them.
1: <laughs> he was gu- He was gumming the <laughs> popsicles. So he removed his teeth to enjoy a couple of popsicles after he had downed a few beers. Being new to the whole teeth thing, he forgot to put them back in before he left Uh with his loot.
2: But they had DNA on them.
1: When the owners (laughs) got home, they found their garage ransacked and many valuable items missing. But they also found a set of dentures with the name of the company that manufactured them imprinted on the Mm -hmm. underside. It took police just one phone call to identify the owner of the teeth. That dumb act cost Stanfield sixteen months behind bars. Well, it should have. But it's he got some. Look, he got some pops, popsicles. He got some, some beers. Beer. He still. I assume they gave him his chompers back, and he had them oh, He had them in the pokey.
2: Then maybe they're in evidence. Well. Yeah. Maybe they might need a whole those till
1: the trial. I wonder what inmates would do if you found out another guy oh, had been in there. Yeah.
2: You know, I don't even know. Uh, you'd be, they, oh, yeah, those that. would be yanked out yeah. so fast. Yeah. They, uh, I, that's a really good question. Go Re- research that, Would you? Would you?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm trying oh, those! I really like that. Fiddles, great. I yeah, bucks yeah I like longer.
2: Seat. Longer version. And. They said, what? What? Did they steal today?
0: Jim Gucci. Chapman. Gucci, I probably yeah. came up with the best they stole what I've come up with yet. Yes, last, that would Last be hard. night about. We're going to ignore that <laughs> comment. Last night about 1030, I came across this and I'm like, wow, this is great. I can't wait to hear it. All right. A Florida man was arrested. After he was accused of snatching an unattended stroller at Epcot, and then breaking into the car in the parking lot that the keys belonged to that were in the stroller, oh, the keys. Yeah. yeah uh, now, before we even go any further, if y'all have ever been to Disney World, how the hell did you find right, the car? That's right, what I want right.
1: to know. Yeah, like fourteen million. <laughs> <kilometers>. yeah, <it's, laughs>
0: Ten million miles Valley worth there, of parking lot.
1: The parking lot going, Beep. <laughs> yeah, it's going yeah. down each job. Yeah. Disney's attendance has been down
0: so, considerably. Really. Ahmed yeah. Snaya, 24, is charged with grand theft of a motor vehicle, which is a second-degree felony, and simple theft for the stroller. This may have not been an isolated incident. The incident could be tied to other thefts at, it, at Disney's Animal Kingdom in EPCOT. The Orange County Sheriff's Office is investigating. Now, Disney security just happened to notice something suspicious on video surveillance. He was seen taking a baby stroller parked in front of the France Pavilion, an area where the masses often ditched their strollers to go ride Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. Snea took the stroller, which included the keys, to a gray Kia Sportage. The park police observed Sneha on surveillance video walking through the Epcot Center parking lot, where he located the Kia parked in the crush section of the lot. Mm. Sneha opened the driver's side door, loaded the stroller, started the engine, and took off. But, instead of going home, he went to Disney Hollywood Studios (laughs) and attempted to enter the park. That's where authorities caught him and arrested him. At the park entrance, the Disney security stopped Sneha and the Orange County Sheriff's Office was called to the scene. He has been ordered not to return to Walt Disney World as part of the conditions of his pretrial release. So there you all go, right. stealing so a, an stroller Epcot with, Center stroller. Well, first we of, really of all, call call everyone
1: it. knows you can steal those keys without a key. Right, yeah. Okay, so I, was, I was thinking about <laughs> it. The, the uh point. Yeah.
0: They stole what? They stole what? what? That was a good one. Yeah, man. All right. That's it's a 5 on the scale. We okay. we want to we want to uh, mention ourrescue.org. Yes. Uh human trafficking. We want to end that. Yes. You can, you know, it, it, all it takes is to save one. So focus hey, on the one and not the 50.
1: And our yeah. newest partner is rescuemike.org. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Please help me. i see yes. a being down the door.
0: All right. Until next time, I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Everton. And I'm Mike Agavino. Y'all You're, have a good weekend. Your host of Real Life for a Crime Daily. Peace. Peace. Jenny Day.